So Matt, uh, you're making your own Halloween costume again this year. Now, yes. with Zero Suit Samus, is that just like skin tight bodysuit, or is there more involved with that? Uh, a little bit more involved. So it's going to be a mix of the two. You're going to it's going to be the armor and also the Zero Suit part aspect. You know, so we're gonna gonna kind of it's gonna be a blending. I have no. I haven't dressed up for Halloween in like a decade. What do you mean? I'm Last year you were Chun Li. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I forgot. How could I forget? Yeah. I've been it working kinda, out for those glutes too. It set the internet too. on fire. Yeah. It set the How internet could I forget? On... I've been working out so hard. I remember those tweets. That was the yeah. that was the day that I actually subscribed to your uh, OnlyFans. So mm. you know. Well, thank you. I that money is being well spent. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, mm. Welcome to the Level With Me podcast. We are on episode 11, the podcast where two gaming veterans, super famous on the inter interwebs, discuss gaming, current events, life, love, loss, everything Happiness. in between. Happiness. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And we got stuff happened last week, man. Stuff is happening this week. I mean, stuff is happening between when we're recording and when we are posting this podcast. Um, we both played the finals. Damn right we did. Yeah, we did. Oh, before before getting into the finals, though, our our last episode. Uh, thank you to everybody who dropped by to watch it. Um, it kind of hit a much higher viewer count than than before. I think we we're kind of feeding off some of that Star Citizen frenzy based on all the comments on the video. It was like Star Citizen, Star Citizen, endlessly, which was cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was it's kind of felt like the YouTube algorithm was like, oh, people are interested in Star Citizen. These two gentlemen are talking about the game. Well, let's promote it a little bit more. And it was nice. It was cool to see. Yeah, I don't think anyone said gentlemen, but yeah, I agree with you on that. It was uh... one person did say that uh, they're like, I love the podcast, except for the obnoxious guy on the right. That's me, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're telling me you're like, yay, I love reading YouTube comments. Again. <laughs> I was like, like, damn. All right. Yeah. I'm just going to. Crawl like, into my hole, I guess. Yeah, I've been reading them for the past like 11, 12 years. You know, my soul is you know, yeah. hanging on by a thread at this point. Yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. the pain. But uh, yeah. we played the finals, right? Open beta. It's now on PlayStation, Xbox, PC, and I believe there's cross play in there. You Probably might have... the most excited yeah. I've been for a new first person shooter in a long time. Me too. Yeah, it's God, it's incredible. I mean, it's. Not perfect, but since the last beta, things improved a lot. Because the last beta, one big issue I had with it is the movement, and it felt very kind of floaty. But whatever they've done on their end has has tightened that up significantly. It's still not perfect because I played as the light class a little bit, and it still feels like I'm on ice skates. But hmm. man, when you when you get into a flow state with that game, and you're blowing stuff up, and you're trying out the different sandbox elements. It's, it's probably one of the best sandbox multiplayer games I've played in a while, which is funny because that's what I loved about Battlefield. And these, these are all like former Battlefield developers from like Battle 3 and 4, I, th I think. Yeah, and a lot of them, yeah, for sure. A lot of them, right. Not all, not the entire studio, but yeah. yeah a lot of veterans. Sweden is popping off, man. They're becoming a hub for like cutting edge game design. Yeah. Uh, I know what you're talking about, the flow state thing. So... Our play session ended a little early because we all got <laughs> punished for disconnecting from around because the yeah. game was broken. And then they're like, you can take one hour off. And we're like, cool. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. 
but I did hop on for some solo queuing because I wanted to test out solo queuing and some of the single round modes just to see what those were like. Um, yeah. And they were fun. And I, I picked the heavy class with that shotgun and I was like, I was on sprees, man. Nice. I, I shut down entire teams and I was just like, it was that game where you're, you're just thinking like, whoo, while you're playing it, you know, you have that feeling, that surge of, you're just, it made, it reminded me a lot of like uh, arena shooters from back in the day, like Quake 3 and real tournament stuff. When you get in that yeah. zone and you're just dropping people left and right and you're just like, I'm on fire. It does feel more accessible than the arena shooters though. Yeah. And, and I hope that it feels that way for other players too, because I feel like arena shooters are not, they're not popular anymore. You may have noticed most right. people have gravitated away from that. And everyone says that they want an arena shooter. And then when we actually play the arena shooter, they're like, oh, never mind. At least long term. The class, um, the classic arena shooter is not popular. Yeah. I, you yeah. could almost look at like Apex in a way of taking a lot of those mechanics and bringing them over to like a different formula. But it's not by definition, it's not an <laughs> arena shooter, but you still get a lot of the wall running parkour yeah, kind of speedy jump around, shoot rockets down at people type gameplay. Yeah. They yeah. took the arena shooters of Titanfall and then made it more accessible and modernized with the battle royale for, yeah. for apex. And I think that did, it, it went well. And so I'm hoping that, that, that will translation translate very nicely into the finals. And I think it does. Cause it's yeah. it really is incredible. I played solo a little bit as well. And it's a bit of a mixed bag. I don't know what you're like. You said you were, you're kicking ass and I had some good moments too, but I also was queued up with people that either had no idea what was going yeah. on. And also the matchmaking, I think it's because it's getting overloaded right now. Like, I don't think they were expecting this many people. Yeah, matchmaking has some problems. I got matched into a bunch of two-man teams, and there's yep. like 200,000 plus concurrent players. And I'm like, there's no, uh, you can find two people for me to play with, guys. Like, yeah. And I shouldn't be waiting like 60 seconds to get into a match, right? Because I get that it pairs up a lot of people for a single game. But at the same time, it's like, if there's this many people queuing, get me in a match, you know? I had I had a couple of games where I was all by myself in a, in the tournament mode, right? So it wouldn't, it wouldn't backfill or anything like that. It was just me. And I somehow got to the finals as a solo player, which I was very proud of. Wow. I, I was able to sneak in, steal a couple. I think I got like a team wike because the two teams were fighting and I was able to kind of mop them up real fast. So that was awesome. And it was, yeah. and that's what I love the game is that you can, if you play it well, you know, come out on top. Obviously in the finals, I wasn't able to win because it was a 3v1, but yeah, yeah, did, it was. Did it you play good. their new banquet mode? I think I tried it like once okay. and it was okay. I thought it was interesting because. You do have to go for vaults, but most of the money seems to come from killing other teams that have a lot of money. And yeah. so you're more inclined to try and get into a random firefight in the middle PvP. of the city. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it kind of created different sort of combat situations that I wasn't used to on the other maps where you're just like, oh, let's fully commit into this firefight right now and then see what happens. And the only thing I didn't really like about it was that you had to like find them and because with the main mode you always have a direction with the vault and then the and then the um the location where they're trying to secure it so you always know where the action is but you don't really know it in i mean i didn't play it enough clearly but yeah did you find it easy to find action in there and know where everyone was um i mean you just kind of go well I was just running towards vaults and then going to the extraction points. And then whenever we found guys in between, uh, we would engage. Okay. So okay. I wasn't necessarily hunting other players, but 
Uh, it wasn't hard to hear the rocket explosions and stuff in the distance. Well, so you're just sort right. of like, somebody's that way by the building that's collapsing over there. Uh, I guess my, my point is, is that let's say someone has like 10,000 worth of coins, 10,000 coins. You don't know where they are. Like they could just run off and just right. go hide somewhere. And you literally would have no idea that there's just this jackpot around yeah, the corner. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. I did hide in a room a couple of times when I was like, oh, my teammates are down. I have to not wipe. I'm just going to hide in this weird back room and they couldn't find me, you know? Right, right. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. I Yeah, I think the, the gameplay is fantastic. The modes... I still think kind of they're sort of up in the air and i've seen that that being some of the more critic the bigger points of criticism of the game of just like i don't know how i totally feel about the modes i do like it but um and it leads to a lot of clutch plays but there's also moments where you're just like extracting and nobody attacks you and you're like oh okay. right yeah i like it because it's different and i'm tired mm -hmm. of just tdm conquest whatever battle royale it's nice that yeah. something's fresh and different and yeah i guess they could just do the old same old same old yeah it is i like that there's four teams when you're playing in like the tournament mode as opposed same. to just this team versus that team counter-strike yep. you know halo red versus blue it's like no yeah. we get something totally different and then the final match sure it's 1v1 but that's after you've gone through this crazy the round gauntlet. robin yeah the gauntlet and i like that it's not just the top team from each round too it's like the second place team can squeeze by and then they'll mm -hmm. end up winning the whole team whole thing so you have all these fun dynamics in there i think it's really shaping up the fact that so many people jumped on steam to play it shows that i think there's some real hype behind this people just want something different you know like yeah that feels different that feels original i can only imagine that the console scene was there uh there's there's a little bit of drama perhaps a little bit, a little a bit yeah. a smidge um twofold i think the first one is there's already cheating out for the game yeah huge surprise uh unreal engine the the cheats are uh, it's a popular unreal engine game of course there's cheats they do have easy anti-cheat, which comes up on the launcher every single time every you load time. the game. Doesn't but seem we, to be doing the best, apparently. But Yeah, Battlefields has easy anti-cheat forever, and it's had cheaters forever also. Yeah. Right. So there's only... Every every developer that's talked about combating cheating has always said a multi-pronged approach, which is like probably your own internal anti-cheat software, easy anti-cheat... <clears throat> some other stuff layered on top of that like you gotta you gotta do a whole bunch of different approaches i think to even get cheating to a sustainable state and it's a free-to-play game so yeah that's gonna be tough i don't i didn't personally run into anyone that i was like that person's for sure cheating you know like neither, neither did i yeah so I, I wasn't put off, but at the same time it's like the tarkov video where you could be playing it done you're like oh uh one in three people is cheating. <laughs> I went on the subreddit and everyone was talking about cheating, mm. which was concerning. It's like, I, you know, they were just left, right and center. They were posts about cheating and uh, they're like region lock and all that. Like, cause apparently oh, it's yeah. getting really big in China right now. And so they're thinking like, like people, players are like, don't make the same mistake as PUBG made and, you know, region lock. And it's like, I mean, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, they have been taking their time with the game because we've been playing the betas for quite a while now and there's a significant period of time in between the betas yep. and come back and they've made iterative changes and it's a little bit better here and there. So hopefully 
they can, they have enough time to go in and be like, okay, we need to really step up the anti-cheat for the next beta or, yeah. or whatever. We don't actually know when they're launching the game, but uh, hopefully they come out swinging because the audience is lining up for it and they just gotta, they just gotta prepare they gotta fall to, through. yeah, they gotta, they gotta prepare to deliver the content and the quality that I think people are expecting because they could have a huge game on their hands you know this could be like overwatch level big if they play their cards right you know i don't know if it's gonna be overwatch big well i don't you never but... know because you say that about like PUBG, right like PUBG was a nothing company like they didn't really have any like big push behind them and this True. is like a different thing right that's that's what gets big is something that's taking a completely different approach not a modified I mean, version of overwatch when there. it came out was just so massive though because it yeah. had the backing of blizzard it had really unique character i mean there's so many characters that people still love you know in overwatch so yeah i, I hear you though it, it has it has the potential to be massive yeah what'd you think of the uh the little dev drop about some of the voices being done by ai yeah so i was for those of you who are not aware i was surprised and a little disappointed that the a there is ai voices and the the announcers, the ones that are constantly talking, are actually all AI. And they and sound good, don't they? And what I was surprised by was that I didn't couldn't tell. Like I yeah. literally could not tell. I thought it was just an announcer. And what I was disappointed by is the fact that they basically are like, yeah, this is what we're doing. It's like, yeah. ooh, just pay, just buy, like pay well, for some voice actors and yeah. get it done. Like I don't know what why why are you going this route? I'll play devil's advocate here. Um I, I looked at Embark Studios' website a long time ago. I think this was back when they first invited me to like look at some early play. You might have been involved in some of that. I think they wanted you to get on some early finals play sessions that were like full NDA. You couldn't show them elsewhere. Mm. But um, I was reading through their website and their whole MO is like using the most modern systems available to reduce workload, give us more time to play around and experiment with games rather than having to put a huge amount of effort behind every, they don't want to like bloat their company. They want to use as much technology as they can to stay lean. And so them using AI to create voice things here seems like a natural uh, evolution of that philosophy. And Honestly, it's just going to happen industry-wide. There's nothing we can do to stop it at this point. So, sure, we could give Embark well, so, some flack, but at the same time, it's going to be every studio in the next three years, right? They're just well, just because it's going to be every studio doesn't mean it's not scummy. Because you just said they want to keep lean, but that just, but by saying yeah. we want to have a lean team, that just means we don't want to spend as much money on a job that would normally would have been. Well, uh, available it's speed to too. The speed of it too is what they pointed out. They said they could literally come up with an idea and have it in game in an hour or two, versus oh, with having, like the voices, yeah, 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 yeah versus having to uh, schedule out a whole thing. I think it. Let me just say this: I think it totally sucks that voice actors are going to get hit really hard by this AI tech, probably harder than any other industry right away. Like even concept artists are doing okay in my opinion because they're they're still able to ai can't really do what they want in many regards mm -hmm. but the voiceover ai stuff is like we did it on this channel a couple episodes ago as a joke um i used your voice recording to make a little intro for the podcast and i yeah. had you yeah i had you say things that you probably wouldn't have said otherwise <laughs> but 
it sounded very good. I sent you a couple of clips of it on Discord and was like, hey, Matt, I made you into an AI. I can make you say whatever you want. And you're like, fantastic. I'm so, Great. so happy Just about this. Just what I wanted. Yeah. But it's really, and I only gave it two 10-minute audio segments to generate your voice from. And I mm-hmm. could have fed it like 25 or something for it to build an even better model off of. So it would have gotten more examples of you uh, being kind of excited or down or whatever and being able to loop more of that into your model make it sound even more realistic it's really impressive tech it's it's cool from a tech standpoint it sucks that voice actors are gonna lose a lot of work over it and i just don't know what to do right because you look at like people without a lot of money trying to make a video game of course they're gonna go this route because they can't afford to pay voice actors like they would either not have voice acting or they're going to have ai voice acting right that's their decision Mm -hmm. then you got big studios going okay well what percentage of our budget is going to go into voice acting and then how much of that is into localization which is people saying those lines but in all the different languages that for everybody's going to play the game and then every time we need to to change one line in the game or update a line of thing of an announcer saying this now we have to go through not only the whole recording process, but then the localization process. And it's like, it's I get, I get why studios are attracted to this. They said they didn't yeah. use it for everything. A lot of the like kind of grunting and sort of player reacting sounds were done by uh, people. But yeah, the announcer stuff, which I think is one of my favorite parts of the game, uh, it works sounds really good. well. What with really the annoys AI. me is like I get why people don't like AI, but then yeah. like they immediately they were showing um, on like Twitter and stuff like that. And they're like, oh, man, it sounds terrible. I'm like, are you just saying that because now you know it's AI? Yeah. Or is this like, do you legitimately think? Because I didn't, I literally had no idea it was AI yeah. uh, when I was playing for multiple hours. And only, I, only yeah. until they told me. I think because I've played around with it, I've also noticed some of the limitations. And mm-hmm. an announcer voice is perfect for AI usage because they have sort of a similar level for things and then they can go up at a certain time but they keep the same pacing the same tempo for a lot of their the way that they speak whereas in a dialogue sequence where you have characters that have to react to intense emotional scenes and stuff you're going to struggle with it's AI. not quite there yeah you're not going to get usability out of it so yeah. it's almost like they designed their game around using those types of systems Um, And that's also, again, from my understanding of what they said their intention is to do with their company is to use as many modern systems to lessen the workload, to speed up development process and get more done, more experimenting done versus these big studios that are all like throwing tons of money into like, you know, creating complex systems that don't give them a lot of flexibility. So... I just feel like once they get closer, they could just hire a voice actor and be like, all right, do all these lines that we've, you know, developed over the last while and just, you know, bang it out. Like, I don't, it's just an announcer. They don't, it doesn't need to be super fast on the fly. Like, we need to adjust this right now kind of a thing. I don't know. I feel like they just should just hire a voice actor, but I could just be, there's old, old school, you know, I'm just not with the times. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it sucks. It's I'm not going to lie. It sucks. I don't want to see an industry uh, go away. And I think we do need voice actors. I think they're just going to end up getting less work because now it'll be, well, we could fill in these chunks of the game with voice act, with AI and then, okay, these characters are going to need custom vo- VO work, you know? So yeah. they're just going to get less. Um, and 
it's a shame and I don't know what to do about it, but uh, I do think we're going to be getting some higher quality looking like indie games that can't afford to hire voice acting. That is know. true. Yeah, that is a good point. Yeah. But, we'll see. Yeah, but anyways, the finals is fantastic. I'm yeah, I don't want to detain the game because it's, it's incredible. Like, yeah. it's so much fun. I mean... Gamers aren't clearly gamers aren't stopped. They're not protesting. When has when has when have gamers ever like successfully protested a game? You know, they're like, well, we don't like company X. And then in, the game comes out and it sells like 10 million copies. And you're like, oh, yeah. okay, there, are, there are some people already like proclaiming like, oh, I was excited about the finals, but now I'm not playing. And I'm like, well, that's fine. They're, and yeah. that's totally cool. But I mean, OK, so. Yeah, we'll it see. probably won't. Yeah, I just hope the game comes out with. Uh, we played it and had some bugs. We, uh, I crashed a bunch. Spooky crashed mm -hmm. once. There was all kinds of weird stuff going on. So all of a sudden we got timed out for like four hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Spooky got a four hour timeout because he crashed twice or whatever. You know, crashed yeah, once. Dis and had I think to he didn't even crash. It was more like just a disconnect, and because yeah. we were in ranked, he couldn't reconnect for some reason, and then it just yeah, it was mm -hmm. bad. That has to be dialed in, uh, yep. especially for the casual modes where you're like, yeah. hang on, guys, like this is the this is where you go to have fun. And if you're raging, you quit and you're not punished for it. Like, let's or relax. at least not punished for hours. Yeah, for hours. Give them a five, 10 minute cool down, you know, not. A, yeah. We'll see you later, buddy. You know, yeah, yeah. they got to dial that in for sure. But yeah. It is exciting. This is the first time I've been excited for like a casual competitive shooter in quite a while. You know, mm -hmm. like I get excited about Stalker or the next Stalker game, but this being like a totally different way to be competitive online, I'm like, oh yeah, this is like very old school and new school at the same time. Kind of reminds me of the early days of Siege, where everyone's new, everyone's trying to experiment. It's a sandbox, and I loved, yeah. I loved early days of Siege, and it, and that's kind of the vibe that I'm getting. Obviously, not the same gameplay loop at all, sure. but similar feel in terms of this is so fresh and i love it yeah it'll be it's like Fortnite, where at the start people are like kind of clumsily building things uh -huh, and then uh -huh. now they're just like here's a fort in like half a second yeah. like, what happened yeah. this is gonna mm -hmm. end up being like that i'm sure at some point where the light class dodge and stealth meta is just gonna be insanity and you're just gonna be like okay like this is this is how we play now but yeah i'll enjoy it when i'm decent at the game uh, before the meta gets real yep yeah so um let's see you've been playing a little i bumped into your stream. all sorts of games yeah i bumped into oh, your I stream also, a i had a chance to play uh avatar the new avatar game oh did you yeah That's avatar frontiers right? of pandora it's yeah ubisoft i think it's the same developer massive who made division yeah. And they made Pandora or Did you stream uh, Avatar. It? Did you stream no, it? No, I didn't have a chance to stream it. Okay. But I was able to play for about two hours and it was it was like a streaming service. So I, it, you know, it was, a little, it was a little bit of input lag and I, but it was, uh, it, it was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, the thing, the take, the big takeaway from it for me was, man, is it gorgeous. Like this is one of the prettiest games I have ever played. The foliage, the sound design, the the world itself is stunning. Yeah. Where things start to kind of fall apart a little bit was with the combat. 
like you only have so many options in the sandbox mm. going speaking of sandbox going from something like the finals to this is a lot more shallow like there was some stealth and you had like a couple of bows and you could use the weapons of the humans to be okay, able to so yeah you're playing as an avatar type you were playing character. as an avatar yeah as okay. uh whatever what are they called the navi navi, navi. yeah navi yeah. <clears throat> and that was your halloween costume from two years prior yeah that was two, yeah. yeah it was giant blue navi uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's not there's just not a lot of variety that i saw like at the beginning mm -hmm. and i don't know what the difficulty i was playing on but you basically you don't really aim down sight when you're using the human weapons you kind of just sort of hit fire but more accurately Oh. And you take out targets very fast. And I I don't know, it, the combat didn't grip me as much as I was hoping for. Gotcha. But then everything else was just stunning. Like, God damn, the world. And that's probably, it's, the thing is, the movies, the story's fine. But the real, the real grab was the visuals and the... Uh, the world itself. And yeah. that seems to kind of be the same thing that's happening with the game. And so who knows what will happen with the story here. I love the animations, what was going on with the voice acting and everything. Like everything felt very more, much more natural than a lot of other games that have come out. Um, so I'm, I'm hopeful, or at least Ubisoft yeah. games, I should say. And it's being set up as sort of like kind of a Far Cry-ish style game. Yeah, so yeah. So you sort of get your mission and then you navigate to it through the jungles of Pandora or whatever. The theme is obviously just like the movies that uh, humans and their pollution are bad and yeah. we need to reclaim our our planet and we need to reclaim the environment. And so you'll go around and you'll take out compounds and then the world will actually react to it. So there was an example I saw where there was a um, an animal that was in an area that was highly polluted and then they just died, right? Like everything yeah. around them was death and so they died. But then when you go and you destroy this facility, nature reclaims it. And then there will be like there's actually a physical change to the environment. And then there's going to be more animals that will show up and there'll be more crafting materials that you can now get because nature is healing, essentially. And that's, I think, going to be the theme throughout the entire game, which was neat. It was nice to actually mm -hmm. have some physical changes to the world based off of your actions, which I wish, wish more games would do. Yeah. I see you, Matt. I see you. Do you want to twirl tails? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you, can you plug your tail into anything? Yeah, that was actually no, my do. first question. As soon as you said you played the game, I was like, can you plug your tail into stuff? Yeah. So you, you, yeah, I'm pretty sure you do. I can't remember exactly. Uh, one of the early missions they had you going after and trying to bond with an Icran? I can't remember the the giant the mount the uh, the yeah the, the pterodactyl thing pterodactyls yeah yeah and that that was really cool the music is very good it yeah. reminds me exactly of the movie uh, apparently it is its own original soundtrack but you're basically traveling up this giant floating mountain that looks stunning and there's foliage everywhere with this incredible soundtrack in the background and then you finally bond with the with your pterodactyl ikran i can't remember, i can't remember what they're called yeah and it's epic like it's i was like damn this is freaking cool it just really reminded you, me of uh can you the travel movie. around on that thing like you could in a helicopter in far cry yeah. or something yeah so. it's kind of weird because you you'll have there's combat in the air too oh. and your character just like stands up on it and at first i thought it was a glitch 
But I think it's just your character standing up and shooting, but it looks very stiff. So I don't know if that yeah. was intentional <laughs> I don't know or if not. they ever stood up on them and did yeah. stuff. I think it was mostly sitting down. I figured it would have been more like, down. you know, riding and then like kind of like yeah. doing this, you know? But it was like literally stand up and just bah, 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 and then <laughs> sit down. I'm like, uh. That would be an animator's nightmare making that game, yeah, dude. Yeah, it really it's, would be. Seems like a real pain. Um, I'm a huge fan of the movies so far and I'm excited for the, the next ones because they're just fun. Like they're like long engrossing, visually stunning. Like, yep. you know, yeah, the story's kind of whatever, but... The characters are fun. I like the characters. Yep. You can and definitely... the world is just stunning. Yeah, like goddamn, I love the world building. I'm a huge world building person. I like obviously I love stories, but I think the world can tell its own story, and that's something that they've always done well. Yeah. Did you ever wonder, like, when they're doing it in the movie, they like they plug their tails into each other? Right? Why do you always go towards Matt? These are the important questions. Okay. Uh -huh, I'm not going to uh -huh. let Cameron off the hook for this little hand wavy thing here. Okay. Okay. When they're doing it, they plug their tails into each other. Okay. When he gets on his horse, he also plugs his tail into the horse. Like what's going on there. So I think, I think what's happening is that ugh, I can't believe we're having this discussion <laughs> right now. I think what happens is that they twirl their tails, which links them um, so that they feel what they're feeling. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of like a bond, but it's mm -hmm. like more than a bond because you can literally feel what they're feeling. And then when they do the dirty, uh, they're feeling what they're feeling at the same time. So it's even a more it's more of a, uh, a an experience than what, you know, humans experience. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's kind of the gist that I got. OK, gotcha. So they're not so, doing their animals then. Basically. Exactly. They're not when they <laughs> No. <laughs> I think it just means that they now are feeling what their animal is, their, their, their companion is feeling. Gotcha. So if like, you know, their pterodactyl gets wounded, they can, they feel it too. Yeah. Is, my, is, the, is the gist that I got. Not that they're, God damn it. <laughs> would you, would you tail twirly with me, Matt? Would we do? And, and, and is that it? Is that all we're doing? Sure. I don't know. I don't know. I mean. <laughs> Once you realize my true feelings, you know, after we've oh, made the connection, get, get, who knows what would heavy? happen. Yeah. Uh, you know, if, sure, why not? Why <laughs> Let's not? talk about bungee firing people. Oh, great. Even a better topic. <laughs> cool. Uh, Depres depression. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. Every major studio at this point has made, like, from small layoffs to massive sweeping layoffs. We don't quite know the extent of Bungie's layoffs yet. Yeah, uh, but they've been firing people and simultaneously delaying a couple of titles. So I think the community manager for Destiny 2 got let go, which is interesting because they have more DLC planned for Destiny 2. So mm -hmm. you're like, why let the CM no go? But and then the DLC, which I think was slated to launch in March or February, maybe of uh, next year got pushed back to june and then they're also delaying marathon to a 2025 release oh wow so, so yeah that sucks yeah i think all these companies are kind of bracing for the economic storm you know where you go well cd project red <clears throat> just made a ton of money on like cyberpunk and all these other things you know but they also laid off a whole bunch of people it's like well i love i love how companies will brace for this economic you know instability which is the thing that causes the economic instability is because they're all bracing yeah. for something that may never actually come to pass which is a self-fulfilling self-fulfilling prophecy because now they're all laying people off right 
Yeah. Well, welcome to essentially what is a recession, right? It's right. like everybody thinks there's going to be a recession, so it becomes... Re yeah. Com it, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not... It sucks, and of course, you can always point out how the executives in the company are making crap loads of money, and they're like, we need to lay off 600 people. And Why like, would they lay off the community manager? I don't, I don't totally get that one, but again, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes, you know? Right. Yeah. Who knows, man? Because, like, they're going to need community managers. How many do they have? Is, is Was it just one big... I don't, you well, have to have community like managers. It seems like maybe the content on Destiny 2 is slowing down, so they don't need as many community managers, perhaps? Not really sure. Still. It's wild. Yeah. Um, it kind of sucks really because, obviously, Bungie seems to be a very successful company, and Destiny 2 seems like it's a very successful game. Like, yep. you still jump onto it when they have DLCs, right? From time to time, yeah. So yeah. like a big when a big expansion comes out, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, who knows what's gonna happen with Marathon. Marathon could completely tank, you know, because they haven't really given us a lot of info on it and it seems to be entering an already saturated market. So who knows? I don't how think well it's it gonna do. tank, but it may not do as well as they're expecting. I'd be yeah. very surprised if Bungie's project that came out, like Bungie is now. It's true. It's and how it's always been. They're, 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 they're humongous. And just their name yeah. of recognition alone will get people to try it out. They're, they've also been very competent with all their games and all their IPs. Yeah. Like they haven't yep. had any titles, I think, that have just been complete whiffs, you know. Nope. Yeah. I, I would say that Destiny 1 at the launch was a pretty big whiff, but it had the foundation that allowed them to platform themselves or jump start and keep going to where we are today. Yeah, 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 yeah. Destiny 1 was like a great concept, and then as soon as you burn through all the c content, you're like, oh, uh, there isn't really much of an endgame here. And I know a like, lot of people make an endgame. Hang on. Rose-tinted glasses of Destiny 1. I will not forget, forget how much of a disaster Destiny 1 launch was. <laughs> like, I remember streaming that game with you, and like, there's a whole meme. Like, I could explain what's going on, but I don't have time to explain what's going on. Remember that meme? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. a pivotal character, yeah. So, yeah. Well, because yeah, I'm not saying and they're was... infallible. What I'm trying to say is they're not infallible. They have made mistakes, yeah. but for the most part, they've made banger games. And they've even if they have made mistakes, like the beginning of Destiny One, clearly things were a little rough. They were able to then polish and then create something that today is fantastic. I really like. I really like Destiny. Yeah. Did the story ever get less vague, or is it still? It did. Yeah. Oh, it did. it did. Okay. Yeah, it That's got good. better, okay. but it's still. The story is definitely not their strong suit. Yeah, it's more. Um, the, there like, are great shooty, things to shooty, it, shooty but bang bang stuff. Well, it's it's shooty shooty bang bang, but it's also very vague, and you have to really dive in deep. Like you would need to watch like a four hour video on YouTube and to really understand the full story, which I think is nonsense. And a lot of that story isn't really told very well in the actual main game. Yeah, which why, is what is it with games doing that where they're like, we've got this know. deep and rich lore. Of which know. you can read about on our website. And you're like, why don't yeah. you just tell me in the game? That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's like, that's like the art of filmmaking when they're like, rather than having exposition to like explain everything, we're going to let you absorb it through the environmental detail and the little cues and the little things that people might say in a conversation. And all of a sudden you pick up all this great backstory. Those are my favorite movies, you know, and yep. games that can do that too. But... I feel like that art has somewhat been lost in the video game environment for at least some companies. You know, they're just some. like, we don't know how to tell the story in our levels. And probably one of the best games yeah. that did that was Last of Us with. Oh, yeah. 
Last of Us was phenomenal because they were able to tell the story of Joel. Like Joel is not to get it sidetracked too much, but to sure. on to that point, you know, you like you you see Joel at the beginning, and then there's a huge time span in between what happened at the start of the game to where we are. And just with little conversations and little mm -hmm. things, you realize that this is a very different person and this guy has done some stuff, right? They never go into the specifics of what he's done, but you know that yeah. he's done a lot to get to that point. Yeah. And I love that, that but, little, there's those little subtle hints along the way. Yep, yeah, they don't give you a text crawl across the screen and be like, yeah. Joel, Joel became murder a murderer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just so you Pretty know. Much. Now here's Joel. It's like, let's be subtle, you know. But, uh -huh. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm hoping more games can can get the subtlety on board with that. But, getting uh, back to yeah. the, the, the people getting fired, though, it's really frustrating to hear how the game industry makes so much money, especially from something as big as Bungie, and to be like, mm, not enough, we need more money, and you're fired. It's like, you're going to hire more people back. We know you're going to. Yeah. Like, you can't not have community managers. And then uh, it's, it's frustrating. I haven't been it following sucks. it closely, but most of the tech companies went on that crazy hiring spree during, like, mm -hmm. COVID times because yeah. the demand for digital stuff was, like, going through the roof. So they're like, we need more people. And then the pandemic ended and all of a sudden they're like, oh crap, demand has gone down. We need to fire all these people. So I wonder if some of it's that. Could be. Uh, it's hard to know. It always sucks. Um, and it would be nice if there was a better balance between executive leadership and the actual people building the games in terms of salaries. But yeah, yeah, that's not going to come any anytime soon without some sort of like full nope. overhaul legislation of the entire working nope. system. Yeah. Yeah. Which, let's be real, won't happen. Speaking of delays, uh, did you hear Skull and Bones got delayed <gasps> again? Wait, no, no, oh, yay! <laughs> again! I can't believe it, bro. I actually bro, played the the beta for that. Yeah. I think they're competing with fine. Star Citizen for the most delays like any game's ever seen. Unreal how often <laughs> that thing has gotten delayed. It's, it's You I played what, it and you had kind of mixed-ish. It was fine. Like it was yeah. kind of fun sailing around and taking out other ships. And I don't know where the gameplay loop is going to end up, but it was sort of enjoyable. It's just like, just release it. Like you're like, what are you doing? What is, what is happening? I, I have don't no know, idea where it's going. We're in this weird era of game development where if your game doesn't slap when it comes out, people are like, this game sucks. And then it's like dead in a month, you know? And you're like, yeah. it, it didn't actually suck. It was pretty competent. It just didn't stand out from the it wasn't sea a 10 of, 10. of content mm -hmm. out there that can compete with it, you know? Yeah. So it's probably that situation. it could just be situation. optimization. That's, that's a huge thing. I, don't, I wish more devs, and they might start to learn this lesson, is that if a game is unoptimized at launch, people will crucify it. Yeah. Like, absolutely. And deservedly so. But, yeah, like, there's game like, uh, we'll probably talk about this later, but City Skylines too. Yeah. Um, you know, fun game for the most part, but, like, the optimization is horrendous. And... Mm -hmm. It's those teeth, man. It's those... <laughs> did you see it? No. <laughs> there was, like, a... It was, like, a... It trended on Reddit where people zoomed all the way into the citizens and they have like teeth in their mouth. Uh -huh. And they're like, why do we need teeth on all the people <laughs> walking around? Like, this is why the game's running so poorly. I'm and sure it's because of the teeth. Yeah. <laughs> it's just really funny. And then the devs had to respond to it and they're like, the teeth are not impacting the performance of the game. And like, uh, 
just too funny stuff where it's like <laughs> Reddit yeah. being Reddit, basically. Uh, you, I, did, I did boot up cities would... for a little bit. I didn't mm -hmm. have time to build a massive metropolis, but I started it off. I have a monster PC, so I didn't notice any like particularly bad performance issues. But I so also I wasn't... get around 45 frames per second, which is acceptable, but not mm -hmm. great. Yeah, it's 45, I think, is fine from that perspective in terms yep. of like you're not going to feel like you're really missing out on some sort of like. Yeah, it's fidelity. not like you're moving around fast. Yeah, but at the same time, what does that mean for the person who's not on a $3,000 PC or whatever? You know, like yeah. it's going to suck. What if their computer's four years old? You're like, it's a city builder, guys. Don't. Don't make it the crisis of city builders. Nobody wants that game. <laughs> yeah. I I agree. And I think it's because they've gone more simulation with it. I mean, I guess we can just transition to City Skylines too. Yeah. But What'd you think of it? What do you I, think? It's fun. I, I enjoyed yeah. it, but it seems to be more... So <laughs> the community has found a lot of bugs and there's a lot of the systems that should be online don't seem to be working properly. Uh, it's supposed to be simulated where there's like a... Uh, actual like different routes and there's different um, supply chains and those supply chains don't seem to be functioning. Oh, so no. you would have like which ones? So uh, I don't I haven't looked into it entirely. Yeah. Um, but it's, what's supposed to work is that you let's say you have a farm, right? Or you have uh, so you got like a chicken farm. That chicken farm will then sell it to a storage facility and that storage facility will then send it to the the stores and then they will sell it to the customers. Yeah. Or you can have like textiles and stuff like that. And that chain is supposed to move around and sell and do its thing like you would in real life. Right. But apparently at certain points, it's not functioning the way that it should. And uh -oh. yeah, so it's just not, it's not working. Yeah. So right now it's more of, it's, it's still a game and I like it, but it does feel a little bit more window dressing than actual like a simulator as it's supposed to. Gotcha. The, yeah. I mean, that was kind of one of the problems with the, the last Sim City game from forever ago was they're going for this really deep Sim type experience where they're like, we're mm -hmm. going to simulate everything from what your Sim eats for breakfast. So their commute to work to their job, and then they yeah. got to get back home. And the problem was when any part of that system failed, any one of those thousand steps, the whole it thing would implode on itself. It collapsed, yeah. I remember um, the city that I spent 8, 10, 12 hours building. You know, we had a nuclear power plant and there was like one little glitchy traffic jam and the workers couldn't get to work. They couldn't get to the power plant. They wouldn't take an alternate route. They were trying to go the shortest distance. And there was just one dumb traffic jam by like a school bus that couldn't turn around. I zoomed in on it. I was like, is this why my whole city's failing right now? And they couldn't get to work. Yep. Power plant melted down. Whole city died. And I went back and like, the only way to fix it was to like demo the road section and just keep rebuilding it every time traffic glitched out there. And I was like, okay, so like that one little part of the sim created a nuclear meltdown that irradiated the whole thing you know so like <laughs> that's all it takes is I mean, one one know. guy making a u-turn where he's not supposed to and then the whole thing comes crashing to a halt you know i saw a post online and there was this glitch where a car had crashed and it was uh gyrating it was just glitching out mm -hmm. and people were walking into it in the sidewalk and then because it was like slamming into them they all died so there was just this massive pile of <laughs> of just 
citizens who had just gotten taken out and like 200 of them were taken out and yeah so it's it's got some issues it's just such a chill game though yeah it like the music's great even though the uh, the radio gets a little annoying because it will constantly yes. switch to it's like can i turn that off i just want to listen to the soundtrack yeah. i don't want to listen to them i think talk. you can turn it off right I, maybe i need to look into the settings yeah. i've tried turning off the ads for it but who it's a knows? great it's a great podcast game guys so, it know. really is yeah, yeah. It, it it really is and i enjoy coming up with like i've got different districts i've got like my downtown i've got my farm you know farmland and they're all connected and i'm trying to work out the transportation between all of it it's fun it's just it's really cool yeah. i just hope that with the upcoming patch they can iron out those those bugs and because i think it's it's got a fun foundation they just need to follow through yeah yeah it's uh i love city building games they seem to have the market ready like completely in their hands so all they got to do is basically fix this one and it could just be one of those titles where people come around to it like i think it's fun right now and it mm -hmm. could clearly improve they're competing essentially with themselves with city skylines one yeah and yeah. people are like, look how good this game is. And you're like, yeah, because it's got tons of DLC and stuff. So as long as they can get it into that zone, I mean, it's not like EA's coming up with SimCity 2, you know, they're not going to come up with the next uh, SimCity. Once they kind of get going, no one's going to want to go back to City Skylines 1, even though it has technically more content, because the road building in City yeah. Skylines 2 is so, so much better. Yeah. It's it is funny how the day. little things like that make all the difference for you. Like, I can just make any curve that I want, yep. and then they'll link together, and I don't have to create some boring grid system. I can you, make It's just... still boring grid, like, if you want to sure. optimize, but it's nowhere near as frustrating. Yeah, but your grid doesn't have to be 90-degree angles everywhere, right? You can still right. make kind of a grid that's got some nice curves and flows with yeah. the coastline or something, right? Yeah. Which you could do in the original game. The thing is, is like if you want to put a roundabout in the original game, it would take forever. Like mm -hmm. it just sucked. In yeah. this game, you can go to any road, any road, and be like roundabout right there. It's roundabout. You want to pay, you want to make a nice translate uh, transition from freeway to the downtown. You know, put a little couple loops here, and you're good. Yeah. In the base game, that would take like an hour, and yeah, not even yeah. exaggerate. It would take forever to get all that set up. So. I enjoy their tutorial system too. Like I didn't play the first one, so I don't know how it compares, but I've played a lot of SimCity games and those games relied heavily on like manuals and outside material to understand uh -huh. why to place a building somewhere and what would be a bad idea to do and what would be a good idea. And this game mm -hmm. is like, put your power plant, like your coal plant downwind from your population. <laughs> don't put it near... <laughs> a groundwater source and like it gives you the right. tips it wants you to succeed as opposed to what i feel like figure old, it out yeah old school city building games were like you had to have your citizens riot and burn your city to the ground several times before you're like oh maybe i shouldn't put the waste management plant in like suburbia you know i was watching i was <laughs> i was watching someone who i don't think they um read the tutorial but they they were like i'm not making any money so they increased their taxes from like 10 percent to 30 percent across the board <laughs> and they're like no why am i not making any money i haven't it's like because no one wants to live at your city yeah. like third like what it's just <laughs> all abandoned buildings yeah basically pretty much yeah. yeah that's funny they like just don't understand like the taxation tax economics and I get, like, oh and 
And that is one thing that I find to be weird. And this might be contributed to the fact that the under the underlying simulation is not working as it should, is that trying to get into the green and not red all the time is really tough. Yeah. When you first start off, you don't really need to worry about money because as long as your cities are leveling up and you're putting down infrastructure, you're going to level up and that's going to give you a ton of cash. Right. And you almost you can almost always just be in the red in terms of cash flow income, but yeah. because you're just making this like, you know, millions of dollars every time you level up, you're never running out of cash. But at some point that's going to run out because there's only so many levels and so you need to figure out at some point how that works. And I haven't been able to figure it figure it out. Because one day I'll be at plus five thousand, you know, income, and then the next it will be negative eighty eight thousand. Like, what happened? Yeah, that um, <clears throat> I noticed that too. Because I'm also in the red on my city, and uh -huh. I'm just sort of waiting till like the point of the game where I can figure out how to maximize the actual income of the city. You know, I'm like, what yeah. do I got to do here, man? Yep. And it could part. be industry. I started making oil and, you know, oh, yeah. There you go, man. Oh, did you mm -hmm. find some oil plots or whatever on yep. your? Oh, mm -hmm. man. Okay. Yep. I got to look for that. I do like, yeah, I like a lot of it, man. It's cool. It would be fun. I liked what SimCity was doing with trying to link up to like your buddy's cities and stuff where I could. <laughs> yeah, that was neat. Matimi Owens could like commute over to Level Cap city yep. you know and like for work or whatever i i like that idea but it just didn't work yeah none of it worked uh, it was huge disaster but yeah i'm i'm happy that the game's out they'll probably get their own performance and they'll probably figure out the underlying stuff so it's just one of those like do you want to jump in now and weather the the rough edges or do you want to jump in and it is on game months? pass too which is nice so there's no real big investment if you already have that <laughs> yeah yeah so um, when this podcast comes out on Wednesday, the Tuesday, day before today, Pyro is launching in wave one for Star Courtesan. Oh, we're talking about Star, Star, Star Citizen Star, again. Star Courtesan. <laughs> That's how you play the game, Matt. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So stars. Yeah, we are talking. I mean, we got to appeal to the fans, okay? And clearly, the the last episode did real well. Just no, it's cool. Yeah. So, is there any new information, or is it just the fact that the pyros uh, Jason, coming out? Jason actually literally just sent me a link while we were podcasting because they launched. Oh the, damn! The um schedule for it, so it's going to happen. I guess at specific times each day, but starting on. Well, starting tomorrow for the recording now, starting on Tuesday. But uh, yeah, this is going to be the first implementation of Pyro. I could, yeah, it's going to be on a preview channel though, so it's mm. it's going to be in waves. And uh, Still, I actually it's the beginning, right? Yeah, I don't know if I'm getting into it to be honest. I would hope so. I'm like, because <laughs> it's based on concierge level, which is like a bunch of different things. How much do you test the game? How much do you get uh, feedback in the forums? And you don't really do, you don't really do that because it's not part of yeah. I got you. Yeah, yeah. My my little thing is that I'm number two on most referrals to the game. Like oh, ever. Wow. So like, I'll how many them, referrals do you have total? I, th I think like maybe eight thousand or something. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I should have split it up to a different account because there's no rewards after 2017 referrals. Should have. I should have just yeah. made a second account and been like, here's my second account with a javelin on it. But whatever, you could have, you, man. You could have had four. Uh, yeah, I could have. Yeah. 
Like, who cares at that point? Yeah, <laughs> just like pretty so much. Many. I have so an armada. Yeah, but we'll see how it runs. Um, I've been hearing good and mediocre things about. I mean, it. yeah, it's Star Citizen, so doesn't surprise me that things might be a little yeah. rough at the start. Yeah, for sure. Are you gonna jump in, Matt? When no. You, no. No. You're gonna you're gonna wait till it's. I'll, I'll wait until I'll wait until it's out for everyone and it's hopefully a little yeah. more polished. But yeah, I'd, I'd like to jump back in. As I said in the last, I'm I'm on the train station. I'm waiting to get picked up, but I I haven't. The train hasn't arrived yet. Yeah, one of the last times we played together, I remember it was like a good hour before we even got started doing yeah. the things. We had a you plan. Do. The plan failed horribly horrifically horrifically and then we're like let's mm -hmm. just do some basic crap and then yeah. that sort of worked <laughs> dude i remember i was walking i was trying to go to a i was trying to get to you and then a turret shot me through the planet yeah and that was a my, freak it accident bro it broke my legs and i was literally just hot i was like slowly walking back to back to the vehicle and it took me like 30 minutes to get there and that was your stream. You're like, welcome yeah. to the stream, guys. Watch me yeah. limp across a frozen tundra for 30 and then, minutes. And then we tried to explore a cave and we got stuck and we just started beating beating each other up, trying to like knock ourselves out so that we could move around because that was the only way to get us, ourselves unstuck. Oh, Man, God. Star Citizen is a journey. It is. Yeah. Hey, it's fun, but... <laughs> no, no, I mean, those caves, I hate them so much. They're replacing all of the caves with new caves, because they're like, oh, we good. know. We know the caves are bad. We, we know it's rough. Yeah, and then the entire player movement system is also getting overhauled, you know? So it's like, oh, everything that sucked is getting replaced, but it's not yet replaced. So, the suckiness is still there. And yeah. I actually don't encourage too many people to even come into the game that much these days because i'm like just, yeah, just wait just, just hold wait. on just hold yeah. on your if your tolerance for bugs isn't like up to here if you're not like mm, bugs give me some more nom, 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 then you're not gonna like star citizen yeah you have to be in love with the idea so much that you're willing to just stomach all the pain and performance issues and crashing to desktop and everything you know traveling yep. across the system for 20 minutes just to crash to desktop just to and crash. then have, have to, to do it, it all again. over again yeah yeah, yeah. believe me i've been in short making in short bursts yeah in short bursts it's cool like mm -hmm. i i want to go back and i because i've played for a little bit but i wouldn't want to do that every every day especially nowhere definitely not not every day not even every week yeah yeah so i'm excited for this pyro test man hopefully it goes over well hopefully the community responds well to it and i'm sure i'll be talking about it more on next podcast i'll be like matt matt let me tell have you about you, pyro have you heard because <laughs> like star star citizen just slams through the door hey talk about me again <laughs> yeah pretty much dude pretty much <clears throat> ah, i also played uh, alan wake you oh, ever, yeah. you got Alan Wake at all? Yeah, Alan Wake puts Charlie to puts me to Charlie's sleep. I don't know. I messed oh, up the joke. Oh, did you actually play yeah. it? No, but uh, I don't like Dream State games. Like, ah. like you know, in Max Payne when he has those dream sequences. Uh huh. Those are my least. I hate those levels. I'm like, just let me do the level where I get to shoot up the Yakuza or whatever. You know, like. So. The the game is getting really glowing reviews and yeah. I follow a lot of people and they're like, it's a 10 out of 10 masterpiece. And I'm over here like, I I like it. 
I like it Uh-oh. a lot. Is this another Starfield situation? It's a Starfield situation? Where the reviews were 10 out of 10 and then oh, gamers oh. got it and we were like, uh, no, no, 10? no, 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 no. I th- I've, I've heard from a lot of gamers too that they absolutely, like a lot, okay. of, uh, a lot of people in my community are saying it's the masterpiece and it's like their game of the year, which is a huge statement in my opinion because there's, there's so many bangers this year, right? Yeah. Um, so there's people that love it and I just feel like the guy who's enjoying it but maybe just doesn't get it as much as others yeah i don't get it to the point where i'm not gonna play it (laughs) like i saw it and people are losing their minds and i'm like i don't want to play this at all but that's that's, fair that's because it's not for me you know i don't like dream i think it might just be because it's 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 for different it's for different folks Mm -hmm. and so it starts off really it's it's a slow burn and that what is burn, alan wake because i've never played it and i never played the first one but yeah. i can i don't think i can really so basically basically it's how in the world do you describe that's the thing okay what and kind of the, gameplay is it and what's the environment can you give me so that basically let's you start the game off playing as uh saga anderson she is wait a, you're not a, alan you eventually play as alan as well oh, okay he comes in later Okay. But you play as Once her, and wakes. she's an FBI detective, and she's investigating a. Uh, there's been an incident by this lake, uh, and you then the story kind of takes over, and you realize that there's like a cult, and they're t- you know they're killing people, and you need to solve the case. And okay. so it's it's very slow pace where you actually have like a board. You go to her mind palace, and you basically solve these th- this mystery. But it's a slow burn. Okay. And that slow burn eventually picks up, but it still like simmers. It doesn't start to boil. Like, so it's ever. like a hardcore detective game then. In a, in a sense, yeah. So you're it literally does... trying to connect the dot. Is it kind of like? Mm-hmm. You remember how hard the original Mist was? It's not like Mist. Okay. No, it's not. It's not like that. It's still a game, and it's like you don't have to really pay attention to the the board and piece everything together but you you actually have to do the board though like it forces you to do it okay which is slow so it's it's very slow burn uh-huh. and the beginning is quite tense too because you like you're in this world and you hear noises and then you get it you know you, there's these people that are changed like they're they're bad right they're they, they're they're these cultists and you take them out and it's it's unnerving but then you kind of get into it and I, I don't know, maybe I'm just a hardened gamer now, but I'm not scared of it anymore. Like there's some, there's some moments where it starts to get a little creepy, Yeah, but like, I'm just running through just like having, having a jaunt, you know, having That's a what walk. happens with a lot of scary games is they start out and you're not ready for all the little jump scares or the little creepy moments. Yeah. And then as you play them a bit longer, you sort of get weathered to it and your, your yeah. adrenaline kind of calms down a little and you're like, okay, there's probably something's going to jump out and whatever, you know. I feel like the good ones can keep those scares going though. And this one for mm. me hasn't been able to get that. Okay. Um, I didn't I even realize be, it was supposed to be like a horror game. It is a horror. Yeah. It's just, it's a survival horror, but it's honestly, it's more of a walking simulator than anything else. Yeah. Um, there is very little combat in this game and the little that is there is fine, but it's not, it's not the strength of the game. The strength yeah. is the writing and the story, but I think that's where it's going to be hit or miss for some people. And I think that's where it's missing a little bit for me. It's not missing. Like I'm, it's not a, you know, a whiff, um, but I'm not, I'm having a harder time getting into it than clearly other people that yeah. are saying that like, it's a masterpiece. So there's so many genres now that there's just, there are things that clearly are just not for us or 
or what we're into. And it's like you said, with walking simulators, you remember it's like the reviews on death stranding. It was like, that was a love or hate it game, right? Yeah, Some people were yeah. like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. How could anybody like this? And then other people were like, all I want to do is play this game. It's fantastic. I don't think it's going to be as polarizing as something like Death Stranding, because Death yeah. Stranding was very much like you you have to be into this gameplay loop. This is much more approachable. Okay. Um, I mean, at least that's kind of my take. But it does have some really clever mechanics. So you eventually do play as Alan in this. I don't, I don't think this is a spoiler. Basically, he's a writer, right? And the whole story about the yeah. first one is... Um, Anyways, he can write a prompt in this world and change the world around him. So he hmm. can use his writing to change the world. And so like the detective part, you go into like your like mind palace and you come up with a different prompt and it will change the environment to solve the puzzle to get you further along. So it's kind of like an alternate dimension sort of a, th a Do thing. Do you have control over that prompt or is it kind of yes. a more linear thing where you're definitely mm -hmm. going to... Like you're ultimately going to come to the correct prompt or whatever. You will ultimately come. To, you will ultimately come to the correct prompt. So you're not putting in a prompt like I would like to see this world as you know daisies yeah. and yeah. fairy people. No, okay. uh, it, it, there's predefined ones, but there can be like four of them, okay. right? And so this environment can change four different ways uniquely that Bro, will all have different that's ways. That's what Alan Wake Ten's going to be. It's going to be the AI generative. <laughs> there you go. Engine where you there come you up go. with the prompt and you're like, I want it to be daisies and butterflies and now you're that's the game you play yeah and that would be pretty wild yeah so that's cool they've got a lot of unique cool mechanics that i've legitimately never seen implemented in a game before at least in this way because we've there's been alternate worlds and shifting between planes i just played lords of the fallen where there's literally the normal state and then there's the oh is there uh, a new the lords of the state. fallen game oh wait no that's a okay Never mind, Lords never of the Fall, yeah, I just that's, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so you've got your normal realm, and then there's the Umbral realm, which is like the Death realm, and there, it's overlapping over this, you know, the yeah, normal one. Yeah, I get one. it. Yeah, uh, good. It's uh, Zelda, Link to the Past, you know? They've been doing that, that gimmick mm -hmm. forever, but it's a good yeah, one. Yeah, so it's, it's like that, but more. And the way, the fact that you're actually writing the prompt is, I think it's cool. Yeah. Uh, so all in all, I like Alan Wake 2. I think it's a solid game, but I was definitely expecting it to be a little bit uh, more action packed and a little bit more, le less walking simulator than it is. So maybe yeah. my expectations just weren't in the right place. Maybe I'm not in the right headspace or maybe it's just not necessarily for me. Yeah. So great game, but Definitely, for me personally, not the 10 out of 10 masterpiece that others are describing it as. Yeah. I do like the spectrum of games out there where I can look at a game like Firewatch and be like, that's cool that there's a market for somebody to make a game that's so heavily narrative driven and sort of more or less a walking simulator for most of the gameplay. Mm -hmm. And people love it. Yeah. I'm not going to play it. But I'm also not going to bag on it because it looks kind of neat from I can yeah. appreciate the artist artistry and the narrative stuff. Uh, so it's cool to see that there's such a big spectrum of gaming now as opposed to when I grew up, which was just like race and shoot people and whatever. And speaking know? and speaking of art, the one thing that people have described been describing Alan Wake 2 as is is a survival horror art game. It's, mm. it's actually like more of a work of art than it is a game. <laughs> not, not, it's still a game. Don't get me wrong. Sure. But, but there's some games that put the art over other elements of it. Yeah. yeah. 
And they yeah. also have uh, they also have a lot of real life footage involved with the game. Oh, interesting. So it's it's a bizarre fever dream. Oh, like dream Command and Conquer games from back yeah. in the day. Yes. When yep. you had like um Oh man, you had all those big act you had like Michael Ironside uh -huh. uh -huh. like in there, like being a general and stuff, you know? Yeah. Nod. God, Tim that Curry was bonkers. Yeah, they had Tim Curry in yep. <laughs> Command and Conquer. That was yep. back when RTSs ruled the world. Do you remember yeah. that era when everybody I was do. like StarCraft? Yeah. It was like CNC versus StarCraft. And like people are like, eh, red alert too. <laughs> Whatever. Dude, the music for Red Alert, so good. Oh, yeah, for sure. Just that opening track. Oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Good stuff, man. Banger. Yeah. You know what I was uh I did get into playing a little bit more, and it's not necessarily a new game anymore, but Forza. Uh, oh yeah, you got your wheel, right? I got the wheel set up, got it on the Xbox. I love it, man. It's, nice. uh, I feel like a badass driving with like nice. an actual force feedback wheel and like yeah. doing a clean pass on somebody. It's very cool. And then, um, I got my son onto it too. Who's like, he's learning it. It's a little bit of a slower learning process well, for him. Well, he's a child trying yeah, to drive. When he turns the wheel, he's like, ah, like it's a huge yeah. wheel for him. Yeah. Uh, but uh he's into it too so it's it's fun to watch him like learn to drive a car more realistically with the the gas and brake and all that stuff uh i can appreciate it man it's fun um it's gonna take a long time to rank up cars i'm still at the the very newbie level you know and i i spawned into a match with like the high-end cars just to test it out and it's like, oh yeah, right. You have to like slowly ease into the gas so you don't spin your car around. Yeah. Uh, so well, there's took... different things. Like you can you can make it easy, easy or as hard as you want, which is nice. Yeah. What do and... you play on? Do you play on the hardest or? Well, there's so many different options. I right. what, what difficulty are you playing on right now for Forza? Uh probably the easier one of the easier ones. Because um... I'm just playing at five right now, and I need to bump it up. Um, but you can change like do you want it your different like different brakes? Do you want it to be fully assisted? Do you like you can literally have the car drive itself if you want to? Oh, can like, you really literally you can literally have it go yeah. the entire race by yeah. itself. No, I'm gonna work my way up to higher and higher difficulties Like I like having the little guiding line on the track that gives oh, me yeah, an idea here. of when to break Absolutely. And, yeah. yeah, that's a nice sort of like onboarding process as opposed to yep. Having to know all the tracks really really yep. well it's super hard to <laughs> to to get that down because you have to be going the right speed otherwise you just go flying off so uh. i i was watching because all the track a lot of the tracks are from real life and yeah. i, I was think they all watching are, right? i was watching some youtube videos because now apparently i'm just into cars and i was like wait a second i write i know that track i've been i've been on that track in forza baby <laughs> that's the opposite of my thing which is like oh we get to play the whatever track from you know it's yeah. like yeah like we did le mans in the rain and i was like oh this is so cool this is like mm -hmm. those classic races because i i have no I've, i have no knowledge on racing and be, until yeah. recently so you should um you know tune in i don't know if it's next weekend but it's it's an up it's like either next weekend or a, a week or two later they're doing f1 in las vegas for the first time mm -hmm. uh and the the track is going to go around the las vegas sphere and i don't know if you've seen videos of the las vegas sphere i have it's it's incredible insanity so this is the first time they're doing it in vegas they're going to literally be going like 200 miles an hour down the vegas strip 
Wow. In F1 cars. And I'm just like, I can't think of a cooler venue for a race. Like, it sounds awesome. So well, that, the, that would be a good one to tune into just to like for the spectacle of it. Right. I, I think it's going to be one of the bigger racing events. Of I have our, a lot more respect yeah. for racing. I mean, I, I, it's not that I didn't have respect for it, but now yeah. I have much more of appreciation for what they're doing on the track because there's there's so much involved. Yeah. And to be able to do that as quickly as they are and the speeds well, that they are. Dude, they hit six G's going into turns sometimes, yeah. you know, like yeah. think about it's doing that for like an hour. <laughs> just getting slammed left and right in your chair for like, yeah, yeah. No, those dudes are like exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, there's a couple of races where they're racing in like a hundred degrees or hotter. And like after the race, the best drivers in the world, like crawled out of their cars and just like laid just on the ground. Out. They're supposed mm-hmm. to be doing their interviews. It's just like, put the mic down here, dude. I'm not standing yeah. up. Like, <laughs> like, it's pretty crazy. So yeah, I've been enjoying Forza. Uh, it's getting top marks for me, even though I'm still in the very novice realm of the game. But it's <clears throat> it's fun for me, and my six-year-old is having a blast because he's like, that's all he wants to do is like turn the wheel of an actual car and step on the gas. So Right, it makes him feel like an adult. Yeah, and he's getting, he's progressing surprisingly fast. I'm like, oh my gosh, this kid's getting like pretty good at gaming already. So, it's making me proud. It's pretty, he's, I've got the, the, what, the new McMahon meme that's going around everywhere. Oh, yeah, where he's like tearing up. Yeah, it's just like, isn't that guy like a horrible person though? I have no, I don't know anything about him. I thought, I thought that came out that he wasn't like a great guy. And so it's kind of ironic that now he's being memefied in this way but it's whatever we don't have to go into it yeah i don't know maybe i really don't know anything i can't contribute to that other than i like his memes (laughs) i didn't even know his name so he has many memes many 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 memes memes. he does he actually does he's a very memeable guy yeah gosh he's kind of like the most memed guy out there he might be one of the most memed now that i think about it he's in a lot of them He's got the one where, like, you know, escalating levels of excitement. Me, and then he kind of he does his like little walk, his little shamble yeah, his down swagger. the swagger. Yeah, yep. yeah, I like that one. Yeah, <sighs> the things we don't know. <laughs> I saw you playing a Never little bit of that uh, that Moria Minds of Moria game. Oh yeah, is you that actually, any good? Okay. Hey, uh, I dropped by it's... for a sec. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's basically Lord of the Rings. So you, the the premise is that you're with a company of dwarves trying to uh, take back um, Moria, and Gimli is helming it, and it's voiced by the actor oh, for Gimli. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's I did not know that. John, I can't remember his name. Reese Davies, I think. I think that's his so name. So that was that was a pleasant surprise. You only see him at the beginning. Maybe there's something later on, and. It's 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 a survival game where you need to gather resources and you build up a little base. There's a lot of base building where you need to like you've got your camp and then you got to move further further in. Is it it's like co-op can... or is it solo? Yes. Oh, it's okay. co-op and it's wow. actually better co-op because it doesn't seem to be designed at all for a solo player, which okay. is unfortunate. Um, because there's like some bosses that you fight and there's like a ton of enemies that you need to be able to take out. And if you're not ready for it, how and many, you're by yourself, how many people can co-op with you? Eight, I think total. Wow. That's pretty yeah, cool. So it's a lot. Yeah. And it's got some story. You'll, you'll come across different knickknacks that were left behind by the fellowship. Right. Um, there's some messages left by Gandalf on the side, like on the walls and 
And it's it's neat. It's not doing anything incredible, but mm-hmm. it's a competent, fun little survival game. I believe it's officially launched, so but they they plan on adding more later. And I haven't hit end game or anything like that, so I don't know what the end game loop is like. But I thought it was enjoyable for what it was. Yeah. Cool. I was curious about it because I saw sort of like uh it, it described as Minecraft Lord of the Ringsy type thinger. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that sounds fun. Like, yeah. I'm always down for a good Lord of the Rings game. And there haven't been, they're kind of 50 50. They're sort of hit and miss, you know? Sometimes there's a good one, and then another, then you get I feel Golem, like it's more, right? I feel like it's less 50 50 and more <laughs> yeah. on the bad side. I mean, there's been some bangers. There has, yeah. but the, that, that, that IP has not been utilized, I think, as well as it could have over the years. And Gollum is just no. probably the the clearest example of that. Now, who wins, Gollum or King Kong, right? <sighs> King Kong. King Kong looks garbage. Horrendous. Oh, my Horrendous. God. That's what's wild to me is, like, who the heck is approving these games on PlayStation? <laughs> because yeah. they don't they have to go through... Sun, you, you People don't just walk onto the PlayStation store and be like, here's my game. It's not... Uh, it's not like Steam where they're curated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who, who, who got that put on PlayStation? That's insane. That Sony's just like, no idea. go buy King Kong. Like you're lying to your consumers. If your thumbnail looks anything cooler than that terrible looking King Kong guy. Yeah, I, I didn't play it, but I was watching some gameplay from a streamer and it's, yeah. it's as bad as it looks. Yeah, it's, I watched a number of it too. It was it looks like a game. It looks like the concept for a game. Where yes. like, you know when they do movie previs stuff where they're like, here's a really crappily animated thing of what you're going to see in this scene and then the actors look at it and they go, "Okay, so there's a monster thing running at me and I have to react to it," you know? And then Yeah. It looks like a previs game like it looks like this is what the game is supposed to look this is just an idea but it's gonna look way better once we make the game that's what the actual game looks like it's some people concept. were saying that they had to do, they, like it was made so that they could hold on to the rights or something but it's like that seems a weird way to handle it but yeah, yeah. horrendous yeah yeah swifty brings up that shadows of mordor series was fantastic and i agree yeah. it was yeah. fantastic I, ne- I never played but <clears> there <throat> there has been some great lord of the rings games there was like but... a solid one on um there's the R- rts games were really fun uh I forget. way back in the day yeah you could like when you're rohan you could get like the whole army of horses and like ride over hmm. orcs and it was pretty dope and then, like, way, way back in the day, back when the movies came out, I think they did, like, a PlayStation 2 game. Those were slapping. And those were cool. I, I'm yeah. honestly surprised they haven't tried to remaster one of those old games. Because, yeah, you got to fight in, like, the Helm's Deep battle. And it was, like, a fun, solid fight. And you're, like, going yep. around fighting orcs off the top of the walls. And it was just... Those were good. I wish, uh, I wish they would do, like, a... Uh, um next gen console version of one of those i'd be down for it yeah shadows of mordor is cool but it's kind of like the far cry of lord of the rings you know i'm like i'll i'll take a set piece lord of the rings game you know a linear set piece action game like i'm down Uh for it i need to play them i haven't i haven't played them before i really need to yeah i'm surprised you haven't considering that you're like mr fantasy guy you know (laughs) yeah and lord of the rings too right yeah (laughs) i love lord of the rings yeah, I think yeah. it's I think it's just because I was so burned by other Lord of the Rings games. Um, I don't know. Who knows? I, I I could try to justify it to you. I don't need to justify. 
I haven't played them, but I should. Yeah. Oh, dude, the the list of games that I haven't played that I should is like it would shock people. And like, how could you have not played this? I'm like, I don't know. I just was into something know. else. That's because I'm a dad now. Leave me alone. Yeah. Not even from early gaming days, you know, I'm just I was kind of a monogamous gamer. You know, I get into a game and I'm like, this is my game right now. I'm going to play the crap out of it until my eyes bleed and then I'll find yeah, something you're, else. But you're also now you've been a YouTube for like a decade and that and that also lends itself to playing only a couple of games because that's yeah. what you got your main focus is. That's true. And I think that probably contributed a little bit to it, too. If I also, had to when we're playing so many games so regularly, we can almost some we can almost kind of like figure out exactly what a game's going to be based on like trailer or leaked info or like, Oh yeah, I'm going to like this or I'm not going to like this. And then yeah. you sort of avoid something based on your preconceived notions. But we're, I'm, I found myself to usually be pretty accurate with knowing what I'm going to like or dislike based on just a trailer alone these days. And that's kind of what I feel like with, with the um, more uh, Lord of the Rings game, the uh, Moria game. Yeah, is that it's I've played so many survival games at this point. Nothing's really surprising me. And it's not doing it. There was some surprises like you would go into a big cavern. All of a sudden it would open up and there was actually light coming in from above. Mm -hmm. And you think like, oh, it's supposed to be dark. It's not very dark in the game. And there's elven ruins. It's like, oh, this is actually very pretty. There's elven uh, ruins in Moria. On the outskirts of it. Yeah. OK. okay. Um, so it's not in Moria itself. And may maybe I haven't gotten that deep. We, I eventually did get to the mines of Moria and what was cool is like you look up and you can go all like it's really up and like there's a lot of verticality. So there was some nice lore and there was some nice, you know, set pieces that, you know, caught me off guard. So I'm not saying it's just like a standard survival game, but at the same time, it is it's a survival game. And so it's not it's not doing anything that is surprising. Gotcha. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, it's hard to survival games have been on this insane spree for a while now. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to surprise survival fans at this point because we got everything in there now. I do like how more are gearing towards better combat and the combat in this isn't terrible, but it's not like insane. It's very basic. You, know, yeah. you got a weapon and you got different move sets and they can stun enemies and you can. So I. That that I think is where I'm hoping survival games will really start to improve upon. There's a new game called Nightingale coming out yeah. where that one looks great. I can't wait for oh, that. Oh yeah, game. Nighting, Nightingale does look cool. Yeah, um, the graphics look incredible. The the base building that looks really impactful. And then the base building, uh, and this is something that they do here too and it's a theme I'm seeing more and more is that you have to defend your base, which is cool. Yeah. So there'll be like a horde of goblins that will and orcs will show up and you need to take them out or they're going to overrun your your encampment and that's what nightingale is going to be doing and i'm hoping that one will have like more actual yeah turrets and things like that the game kind of looks like hunt showdown meets uh survival a fantasy little bit game, yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, i'm always down for that style i feel like the universe of hunt showdown could exist in more than just their royale royale style mode God, i you wish know? that it did yeah, can you imagine a survival hunt show like Stalker, but in the Hunt Showdown yes. universe, co-op Stalker, especially oh my incredible. god, so cool. That feels like man. Now that we're just talking about, it, I'm like, they need to make this game. That sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah I'd play the heck out of that because they already have because it's already so atmospheric in in Hunt, right? Just yeah. wandering around and just like if you just sit in a house, the creaking of the house, you'll see you maybe hear the, like the row the low rumblings of 
uh, a zombie outside. You can hear yeah. the the every, like the yeah wall, it works like the, perfect for an atmospheric game where yeah you're not just worried about the other players. If you're reacting mostly to the environment, well, mm -hmm. they've knocked it out of the park with the environment. You know, now put in some of their creepy big monsters rolling around, and yeah, that would be a dope game, man. Be incredible. I agree. Yeah. Be hard to pull off, but if they could do it, it would take work. You know, it's like Stalker Two's taking its time to get out the door. Um, mm -hmm. We don't know when that one's coming. It just got delayed, or it got delayed la a couple months back during Gamescom, I think. Um, I I don't know why, but I always have wanted, and this is why I'm hoping Stalker Two really hits. Yeah. But I've always wanted a game that takes its time, and you're really slow, and you have to be methodical about it. Where you know, there's like rain outside. You've got like a really kind of comfy little base. There's rain outside and you need to prepare for your next mission. And you, you don't, maybe don't go out in the rain because maybe that's got some negative you know, connotation to it. Like maybe you're more likely to, I don't know, your stamina is reduced or something. Yeah. But you really have to prepare yourself for the next mission and it's brutal and then if you're successful you can come back to your base and hopefully improve get better, better armor better weapons or whatever yeah and if they can do something like that mm -hmm. i think i would love love that experience i think you will if stalker 2 is as good as the first one in a modern package i think you'll love it because it's it is very punishing. Like you'll go mm -hmm. out on your first mission and like a mutant cat will kill you. And you're like, what yeah. the hell? Like what, what the heck happened? Yeah. You're not ready for the world to just be like, you're going out in the world and a pack of wild dogs that are mutant dogs attack uh -huh. you and you die to them. You're like, Oh, I thought these were going to be like level one, like trash mops. No, yeah. <laughs> like they kill you and then you're right. like oh my god i'm out of ammo or you you spray and pray on an enemy and you're like oh i only had like two magazines of bullets like i can't do that anymore i have to like really really and then you're looking at enemies and you're going it's not worth it i'm gonna go around yeah. i need to find a way yeah. around and that's what's cool about those games because you're so strapped for meds food bullets resources that you're really making the real world decisions of like, is this fight yes, even that's worth That's what I'm talking having? about. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Stalker 2 is that game. And plus the environment is like, it's not just like rainy and murky and kind of depressing. It's like, oh, here's a gravitational anomaly that you can barely see and you're going to walk mm -hmm. into and it's going to rip you die. limb from limb. Yeah. yeah. And you're just like, oh, okay. I should really be scan. So it teaches you to scan your environment like crazy. Take it slow. Yeah, you take it and slow. Yeah, and that's what and that's what I want is if they can capture that those tense moments and that methodical take it slow, so you can really immerse yourself into it. Like, what would I do in this situation? I wouldn't just run in and just start going guns blazing. I would take my time. And you know, if it is raining. You know, you got to take it a little bit slower because you might slip and fall or whatever. I don't know how mm -hmm. that would translate into a video game, but you, you know kind of yeah. what I mean. Yeah, you don't hear as well while it's raining, so you yeah, can't, that, you might have yeah. to really look around closer for baddies, right? Right, right. And if they can keep the progression where it's not overly punishing to the point where I just feel like I'm not make, going, I'm not going anywhere, right? Like, yeah. I feel like a lot of games can struggle with that where it's like, I go out, I get taken out, I got no money, I've got nothing, I go back to my base and this just, and then it just spirals down until you're game over, I, I have to start over. Mm -hmm. um, so, but at the same time, not make the progression too easy where you're building up your base and all of a sudden everything just becomes a cakewalk and you lose all of that tension. Like, you don't yeah. want that either. Yeah. No, that's it's, a, it's a, that's a hard balance. balance, and it's nice when the game gives you a little bit more control over it, where 
If you're playing at a normal pace, it should be challenging the whole way through. But then if you're like, you know what, I'm going to spend some more time on these easy missions and build up my stockpile, then it might be a little easier towards the end of the game because you put in mm -hmm. the work early, right? So yeah. I like games that do that. I feel Stalker kind of falls into that vein a little bit, despite it being extremely challenging. Like you screw up on one bad guy in that game and you're dead, basically. Yeah. And that's fun the whole way through, right? Because you're not just running and gunning once you get all the good gear at the end. You're like, no, I need to like, even though I can tank more damage now from a basic bad guy, it's not like I want to. That take, I have to now repair my armor. I have to repair my guns. I have to maintain yep. my stuff. I got to heal up. I got to hydrate. Uh, if I run too much and heavy armor, well, you know, like all this stuff that you're like accounting for. So I think Stalker 2 is going to do all that stuff. But again, I mean, that's essentially really what Tarkov is going for. Well, Tarkov and is inspired by Stalker. It basically, yes. once you place the original Stalker, you'll be like, oh, this is what Tarkov yep. designed his whole thing on. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, clearly there's a market for it. The people who want the very hardcore stuff that feels real, that has all the weapon modding and stuff and the mechanics that feel accurate. Um, as long as it doesn't get too laborious with all that work, then right. it's great. You know? Yeah. You, you want it to still be streamlined, but you also want to keep it immersive. Yeah. Yeah. You watch any, uh, read any good books, watch any good movie shows? I'm still watching Gen V. I'm okay. still enjoying that. I think I've I don't haven't re watched the most recent episode. That's still been fun. Yeah, but I haven't really no nothing. Just been cruising along, playing all sorts of games. Okay. A lot of games this last week. So I mean, dude, been busy with that. Twenty twenty three is insane. It is off it the is, charts. We are definitely really hitting that gaming bubble of everybody being like, we got to get all the digital content out there at the start of pandemic, and now it's all dropping, and it's just yeah. like there's so many games. Yeah. And they're not worried, bad games. I'm worried they're next year is gonna there's gonna be a huge drought and there's gonna be nothing to play. I'm gonna be like, ah You'll just have to come play Star Citizen with me. I'll just come with, to the dark side. With me and my friends. Uh-huh. Yeah. I watched I mean, uh, the it. the latest Mission Impossible movie. Um oh. it was good. I liked it. It was uh Have I seen that one? Uh it's the motorcycle cliff jump one. No, I did not see that one. Okay. No. That's yeah, how that I one. was joking because I was I watched it with my wife and we we're going back to like try and remember how many movies there's been and like which ones are in what order. And we described them all based on the singular stunt that Tom Cruise does in the movie. So like, yeah. oh, it's the one where he straps himself to the outside of an airplane. Oh, no, wait. I think that was the other one. Oh, it's the one. Is it the one where he's climbing on the outside of the tallest tower? Uh, mm -hmm. No, not that one. It's the, yeah. it's the one where Henry Cavill uh, reloads his, his arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that one. The arm yeah. reload one. <laughs> yeah. Is it the one where he broke his foot jumping between the two buildings? <laughs> yeah. okay. I, otherwise, I don't remember the premise of the film at all it's just based on the cool stunt that he did during the movie hands down one of the best action series though it has become that for me yeah it's become really fun for sure like he the the mask stuff and whatever it's it's all silly and goofy it's and, goofy but also at the same time like it, it, it it's not like over the top goofy yeah I think I think the latest movies have really sort of settled into their lane quite nicely yeah. where they yeah. they know what level of seriousness they are Tom Cruise sells it perfectly and mm -hmm. everybody just like kicks butt And the, uh, yeah, the stunts in this one were, were really fun, really cool to watch. And 
they keep the comedy and the action kind of mixed together with it. And uh, I, I recommend it. If you if yeah. you liked the past I'll Mission Impossible, where did you watch it? Did, was it on a platform or did you rent it? Yeah, I just rented it on like uh, YouTube or something. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that was good. You want to um you want to wrap up the pod? Sounds good. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Okay, Matt. What's your uh what's your words of wisdom? Your your insight that you've gained from this week in gaming, man. Uh, my words of insight for gaming this. Um, don't eat the mushrooms in the middle of the forest. What? Okay. I think that's generally pretty solid advice. <laughs> Unless you have a truffle pig with you, do not eat the mushroom. All right. <laughs> There's so many mushrooms up here in the Pacific Northwest. It's crazy. <clears throat> All right, guys. Thank you so much for dropping by the pod. Remember, you can support us on Patreon if you want to be a true fan of the podcast. Uh, you can also subscribe on YouTube. Make sure to hit that notification bell so that you don't miss an episode. And also, we are on all the pod, the major podcast platforms. There's like 500 of them. We're on like <laughs> Spotify, iTunes, Amazon stuff. I don't know. There's a big list. I all checked sorts. all the boxes. So uh, check us out, guys. Thank you so much for watching, and we'll see you next time. Peace out. Bye-bye.